Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back. Whether you're a cowboy, a city slicker, a fitness guru, a Wall Street investor, a bad driver, a regular Joe, a farmer, a high jumper, a truck driver, a coffee connoisseur, a rancher, an engineer, a construction worker, a chiropractor, a doctor, a nose picker, or a double dipper, we're glad you're here. Welcome to the uncomfortable truth. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your mercies and how they're new every day, God, and how you, you, you'll wipe our slate clean, God, if we just ask you to. God, we thank you that uh, you're our ultimate, that you know all, that we don't have to. God, that I pray that we put our trust and our faith in you every day. Uh, Lord, I pray that you honor this podcast and just uh, help us to talk about what you want us to talk about. Amen. 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 So today is my day, and as I'm pulling up my notes here, we'll get to it in just a second. Okay, so... Today I wanted to talk about just kind of what's been on my heart. I had a conversation with a guy this week at lunch, and uh, this guy was, we had talked about on the last podcast, just kind of a crisis of conscience, um, a moment in his life where the fear and anxiety got to him. And, and one thing we talked about was how our, when that happened to him, and, and this happened to me too, when that happened to him, everything that he knew uh, changed, or everything that he thought he knew changed, and what he he placed his his value in changed. Um, I want to go around the room here and just kind of tell you a little bit, give some titles here of these guys. Uh, my brother Brandon is a business owner, entrepreneur, um, successful. Um, Obi, what's your technical title for your job? Technical title is agency manager. Okay, agency manager. Obi runs a few agencies, um, very successful by world standards. Sean is a jack of all trades. Sean's got, uh, <laughs> he's running a couple businesses. He's a top salesman in his entire company, uh, rock star. I'm an entrepreneur, uh, run several businesses. So, <clears throat> how do we identify? How do you identify when somebody ask you, what do you do, or who are you? What's our answer for that? Where do we find our identity, our value, our worth? Is it our job title? Is it that you're a father, a son, a family member, a friend? First John 3, 1 through 3 says, and I should have had this pulled up, but I'll get it real quick. If anybody has anything to say while I'm looking this up. I think it's funny um, you, you talk about how do we identify ourselves. Just um, what, what, what comes to mind, you know, whenever you say that is um, I just think about the times where um, I spend a lot of time with my brother. Um, you know, we're, we're best friends. We've, we've uh, become closer in the last, you know, five, ten years than we ever have before. But um, if, if, I, if Sean's with me, and somebody asks, 
you know, we're meeting someone new. Hey, what do you, what do you do? Oh, you know, and I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm in the insurance business, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll leave it at that. And then Sean will say, hold up, hold up. <laughs> you know, he's not just, in, he's not just in the insurance business, you know, and, 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 and Sean, you know, he wants to, he wants to build me up, um, which I love and, I'm very thankful for He's got three yeah. offices, <laughs> yeah. seven agents. You know. I'm, I'm extremely thankful for that. But, but you're, you're not going to do it. I, I'm going to. I'm just saying. You 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 said how do we identify? Yeah. Um, and um, I don't want you know anyone to ever even possibly think that I'm self glorifying. Exactly. Absolutely. So yeah. I remember growing up uh, being that my brother's two years older than me, and he was. Uh, very good at everything he ever put his hands on. Uh, it was a, always an identifier. You know, some of the older kids at school would ask, you know, what's your name, Shane? Um, who, you know, who are you? And I'd, Brandon's I, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I'd either say that or I'd walk around it and uh, I'd be like, well, you know, my mom and dad are Larry and Sandra. And like, oh, you're Goose's little brother. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm that too. Okay. <laughs> Don't ask me to live up to his athletic standards. Okay, so 1 John 3, 1 through 3 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we, for we shall see him as he is. All who have hope, all who have this hope in him purify them, themselves, just as he is pure. So who am I? Who do I identify as? Well, Obi, child of God. Sean, child of God. Brandon, child of God. Myself, child of God. I struggle with this uh, sometimes. Um, the reason I know that I struggle with this is because sometimes I allow my circumstances to dictate my joy and happiness. Well, I don't say happiness because we're not promised happiness, but we are, we are promised to have joy from the Lord if we seek Him. But sometimes when my circumstances dictate and they're bad, well, my joy doesn't shine through. And when they're really fantastic... It seems like my joy does shine through. I slip, and I begin to take my eyes off of what God says my identity is, and that's being a child of God. This week's been pretty tough for me. I hurt my back last week working out with my brother. I've been in a pretty good amount of pain. I rolled my ankle and messed, tweaked my wrist a few days before that. I feel like I'm falling apart. But because of my back, I can't sit or stand for a long period of time just recently since last Saturday and laying down has really been the only relief that that I can consistently get and so I've laid down a lot I hate even admitting that because like I have not been productive when I lay down I'm not productive Um, and I feel pretty inadequate I feel inadequate because I'm not making moves I'm not working I'm not reaching my goals I'm basing my value on what I can't do at the moment. There was a lot of eyes in there, if you guys notice. I'm putting the focus on me instead of basing my value on what I know. I'm a child of God. 
So my question to you guys and everyone out there is, what's your identity? Where do you find your value? Who are you? Whose are you? So I'll start because this is this hits home immediately. Um, so yesterday, um, as a business owner, which is a new thing for me uh, over the past couple of years, uh, I make my own schedule. And um, that's very nice. And I say, now you're getting the raw truth here, the uncomfortable truth. I say that it's really nice to make my own schedule because I can spend time with my family. But there are often times where I spend so much time working on the business that spending time with my family is very last in line. Um, so my six-year-old bebops in yesterday. And let me tell you, if you don't have kids, let me just give you a heads up. When you have kids, they will bring you to the forefront of your inadequacies in about two words, daily, sometimes. So my six-year-old, you've got to know him. He's headstrong. He's overcome a lot in his early childhood. He had open-heart surgery, uh, and he's this little spitfire. So anytime he sits down to have a conversation with you, it's normally about going outside, riding uh, a side-by-side, playing outside, something like that. It's not very in-depth, okay? Uh, it's very what he likes to do, understandable. And he looks at me, and he says, Dad, he said, uh, do you have to work all day? Now, this is like 5.30 or 6 yesterday. This is yesterday. I said, uh, what, what do you mean? He said, well, is there a day where you don't have to work? And I said, I knew where he was going with it. I'm like, is my six-year-old about to call me on the carpet? I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's really what we had going on. Thank you, Lord. Yes, and, and, and then I'm having this internal struggle, you know, right there. Because I'm at peace with working my tail off. I know the Lord finds joy in that if it's glorifying him. Um, but I'm not at peace with it getting away from what I tell everyone my identity is, is being a godly man in my family, leading my kids. So he then he asked one more time. He says, will there be a day where you don't work, where we can go outside and play and throw? And I was like, and I, he left me bum-fuzzled. I did not respond. Right. And then he bebopped so, off and life was good. And very I was like, pointed question. Very pointed. And I was like, if I can't stop enough to realize that that's straight from the Lord, then I need to have my head examined. So, um, you know, what I say I want to identify as and what my actions are showing are not always the same. <laughs> and it, you know, not necessarily a bad thing no. that you're sitting there working and, and pushing your business and supporting your family. But we all know, just like you're saying, I'm being real here, we all know those moments where we get called to the carpet where our true intentions are. Am I really, am I really doing what I say that I want to do, mm-hmm. or am I just saying that because I know that's the words that need to come out of my mouth, and I know that's the words that people around me need to hear? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, you you talk about laying flat. You know, this week um, we all know that you're laying flat because you've got to. It, it, you're you're in pain. Um, I believe that that it's by design that we feel inadequate when we're laying flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, God, God did not create us as, as men to lay flat, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and, in in moments, uh, I, I find, you know, that in those moments of idleness, you know, uh, that's when the devil creeps in, 
you know, and, and I just, I mean, I can't, I get very, I, I start getting angst after one TV show. You know, I'm just like, uh, I just spent an hour in front of this TV and wasting my life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I mean, and, and, and it truly, I mean, that is, that is the conviction that I feel. Um, I, I, I do, I don't get me wrong. If, if I'm not telling you not to watch your, your favorite Netflix series here, um, my wife and I have one that we watch almost daily. Um, and when it's over, we will get to another one. You know, I mean, but we're, I'm talking about maybe an hour of our of our day in the evening, nine times out of, or I should say six days out of seven, you know, um, we're doing it after the kids go to bed. You know, we're watching a quick 45-minute show. But nevertheless, if you watch three hours of TV, whatever, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just telling you the way that God convicts me. Mm-hmm. And he he convicts me from a standpoint of Obi, um, I didn't design you, I didn't make you. I've got more plans for you that uh, involve you getting out of this house, <laughs> you know. And, and so, you know, how do we identify ourselves? Um, you know, there was a, a time uh, where I certainly didn't identify. Um, I I love the Lord. I um, I sought to please the Lord, but I didn't identify uh, as a child of God. Um, and just you know, we're we're being real with you guys. Uncomfortable truth, you know. This is yeah. it. As uh, a go ahead, go ahead. As a child of God, you know, I, I know that he um, he instills in all of us the 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 want to uh, to to uh, accomplish and do great things. I, I firmly believe that. Um, and, uh, so it's almost like you can allow that want to, to creep in and, and destroy you. You know, if you're not, if you're not careful, uh, it can destroy relationships. It can destroy, um, you know, everything from marriages to even work relationships to your relationships with your, with your children. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's so important to find balance. Uh, I know he wants us to find balance, but, he did create us um, to want to achieve greatness. Do y'all don't y'all think that's fair yeah. to say? Absolutely, um, Absolutely. yeah. You know, greatness that honors him, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, and uh, as long as we are praying for his will and, and glorifying him when we achieve these certain, I guess, pinnacles in our life, um, I believe that's uh, I believe that's very very important. You know, uh, and not. Uh, being self-righteous and say, look at, look mm-hmm. at what I did. Look at me. Uh, it's not about that. It's, it's how can I bless people? Uh, look at what God's done. This is my testimony. Mm-hmm. Look at what he's done in my life. He can do the same for you. And how can I bless you? How can I help you with what he's allowed me to be a steward of? That's right. I think that what you just hit, it hit the nail on the head. If we believe that everything that we uh, experience that's a blessing that's an opportunity to praise the lord and so um you know years ago if my son would have said that i would have probably just dismissed it and not even given it much more thought uh but it's been on my heart for the last 12 hours and i'm going okay lord I, i'm trying to go back to the lord and, and i used to not do that and i go what do i need to see from this 
Okay, I know I need to work. I know that you're proud of my effort when I work, as long as I'm glorifying you. But if my six-year-old put together three whole sentences <laughs> about my work schedule, there's probably a message in there you're trying to get to me. And, it, and, and that's the beauty of having a daily walking relationship with the Lord, that I didn't fully, I'm getting a better grasp on that as I age. It's a conversation. It's like us sitting here talking today. Okay, Lord, mm, that kind of hurt. What do you want me to see there? You know, what, what can I do? I do make my own schedule. Maybe we pick a Friday where I'm not working. And, hey, what do you want to do today? You know, and those kind of things. Because he's not asking for money. He's not asking for anything other than T-I-M-E. And then that all we want and the things we want. So Absolutely. Yeah. We serve a jealous God. Amen. No doubt. He wants our time. Yes, he does. He wants our time. Obi, I, uh, going back to what you're talking about is uh, there's a saying, I don't, I don't think it's in the Bible, but idle hands are the devil's playground. Yes. And so the reason I was so convicted yesterday is because uh, I kind of just gave up. Like, I, you know, well, I was worried about me. I'm hurting, man. I, I'm not. I'm going to lay in this bed as long as I can today and just watch TV. And so I got up for a little bit and tried to work, hurt more, lay back down. The funny thing is, is that, so I read this, I wrote this podcast intro out or what I was going to talk about today. And then I talked, talked to my wife about it last night. And she, she said pretty much exactly what you said, Obi. Um, it's like, Shane, I know you, I know your patterns. I've been with you. We've been together for almost, it's been 19 years, married for 16. Bless her. I know, Lord. <laughs> yeah, not thank you, Lord. <laughs> um, but she knows me, and she knows that when when I get in those moments or when when I struggle, and uh, she was just she's worried about me. She's lifting me up to the Lord, and I'm, I'm very thankful. And I'm also thankful that the Lord has gotten our marriage to a point to where we can have that conversation. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. even though you know I was worthless yesterday and idle. Um, the Lord's bringing, bringing me back to him and bringing us closer together in those conversations that we can have where a year ago we would not have had that conversation. We would not have dove deep into what we're dealing with. We wouldn't have, might not have even been aware, or I wouldn't. She would have been more aware of what I'm doing than, than I am. God is good, and if, he, if, if we seek him and search search for him, He's going to continue to refine us to bring us closer to him. Absolutely. Um, you know, talk about blessings. Blessings of our wives is pretty pretty unreal. Amen. Um, you know, I, I, I can't tell you how many times in the, la- in the last five years uh, that just that moment that you had with Courtney, uh, very vividly played out in our marriage. You know, Amy, it's almost like she uh, is in, in, in my mind, you know, uh, you know, it's like she, she just has my pulse. She knows, she knows exactly when I've had 
a rough hour, you know, and it's almost like she might not even be there and the phone rings and it's like, you okay? You know? And I'm like, (laughs) what is going on? (laughs) Dang it, boy. It's insane. Direct line here. I'm telling you, it is unreal and it's of God and it's the way that God designed, uh, marriage and, and, um, he designed us to, to lift one another up and be partners and, and, um, you know, we're all so blessed with, with wives that, um, you know, that, that check on us and, and love us. Amen. So we're, three of us are in the insurance industry, and I make this joke often, but it's true. Uh, anytime you look at uh, an insurance company's uh, tables, it's from hundreds of years of research, okay? These people know more about numbers and death and age and height and weight than anybody that we would ever have a conversation with. And men are less insurable than women, to a T, across the board. If you take the same specs, absolutely, you know, it's just truth. That's it's statistics. It's statistics. Okay, so it has kind of brought me to this stark reality. And I'm very. We all are very headstrong in this room. We're very passionate. We can get in our own way, and you know, our wives, my wife, uh, Leah, is excellent at not ever gloating. And how much closer of a relationship she has with the Lord than I think I do, uh, and I'm I'm saying that she doesn't say that. This is my take on it, uh, and it's because she doesn't ever get so far away that she's got to just be smacked over the side of the head and go, <laughs> you know, this is where I am. This is where your peace comes from. So in our marriage, the, jo- the running joke is, I, me, Brandon, get sick and tired of apologizing, and her response is, "Well, quit doing stupid stuff," <laughs> and you know. The reality is this, the longer I try to take something on, on my own, the further away from the Lord I get. And that doesn't matter if it's in my relationship with Leah or business or my relationship with my kids. Um, it's a more uh, uncomfortable realignment, yeah. so to speak. He just did not design us to take on it anything on our own. Amen. You know, I mean... It's why he gave us brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, it's why he gave us partners. It's it's uh, why he gave us. It's why he gave me you guys. Yep. You know, um, it's it's such a it's, it's it's so funny that we 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 get out of alignment and wonder what happened. You know, I mean, just like Leah's talking about, <laughs> quit doing stupid stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're just. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's so important um, just for for everyone to understand that it's not we're not supposed to lay down. We're supposed to uh, fellowship. We're supposed to um, uh, to love one another, and we're supposed to pray for one another. Um, God didn't put us on an island by ourselves, and mm-hmm. um, you know there's a there's a big reason for that. You know. Uh, and it's not, you know, of course, you know, ultimately, um, it's about uh, salvation and spreading the gospel. But at the same time, there's a lot more to it. Amen. Absolutely. I think what Sean's trying to say there is, Shane, next time you're laying down, you can't get up for the week. You need to call one of us. We'll come get the stretcher. 
take <laughs> take you out at, at night with the thermal on the in the hog field and go shoot some hogs. Dang right, that sounds. <laughs> or just lean, lean you up. Just got to do something. You need. Oh my gosh, the way Shane, I'm going the, now, the you guys are gonna have to be rolling me around in a wheelchair. The guns off, safety. Shane, just pull the trigger. <laughs> pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amen. Um, we're talking about how blessed we are with our wives, and I want to bring that back a little bit. Um, for the mo, in my relationship, for the most part, I'm just completely real here. My wife is seeked the Lord way more than I have. And so I'm very, very blessed. Um, however, if you're listening out there and that is not your case, I know there's, I know a lot of marriages, people I, people I talk to, people I hear about all the time, I'm sure every guy in this room will attest to this, is that marriages are falling apart all around us. So you may not have a wife that is supportive of you, like ours are. However, that does not change our calling to follow God. And it is not, it's not our responsibility to make our wives have a relationship with the Lord or to make our wives honor us. Mm -hmm. It's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to love them, to love them where they're at, just like God loves us where we're at. And if your wife isn't supportive or if you're not supportive of your wife. If you're not supportive of your wife, you, where does it start? starts with me. starts yeah. with you. And and let God work on her heart. Let God work on your heart. And I guarantee you that he will honor that in, in your relationship, especially in, in your heart. Makes me think about, um, you know, I, I just finished uh, – Tony Evans, The Kingdom. Uh, we've talked about it in several of our podcasts in the in the past few weeks. Um, Tony talks about his father a lot in the book, and uh, how you know he was the 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 best kingdom man you know that that he's ever known, that he's ever been around, and he just talks about his um, you know his raising and his growing up, and how. Um, you know, he was a young boy when his dad accepted Christ. It wasn't. It wasn't from. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't immediate. You know, he he wasn't born with a uh, Christ-seeking father. He his 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 dad um, decided to follow Christ when he was. I want to say you know, between the ages of five and ten, and and he talked about how it was a it was an immediate transformation in that his mother was not on the boat. She, she was not on the boat. They, they, they continued to fight, argue. Now his dad's, um, his dad's response to those arguments and those fights changed. And, you know, he continued regardless of what the argument was, regardless of what uh, obstacle that they were overcoming he continued to seek the Lord and seek the Lord. And and um, it finally got to the point after a year or two, uh, I can't remember the exact time timeline, but, uh, you know, his his mother, you know, every single night, Tony said, Tony said he would go downstairs and his dad would be on his knees mm-hmm. praying to the Lord every single day, every day. And uh, he said that finally uh, it his mother – there, there was this 
there was this breaking moment for her and, and she came down and she said, uh, was talking to his dad and I just don't understand why you still love me. I don't understand why you still, why you haven't left me. You know, I, you know, the, I treat you like this. I've never, um, you know, gotten on this, this, this boat, so to speak, you know, with you and followed the Lord. And, and it's obvious that your commitment to the Lord, uh, is why you're still here. And I want to be a part of that, you know, and, and, and that was the moment where Tony's mother, uh, because of Tony's father being obedient and never losing faith and never stopping what he knew to be true because of what he was reading in the Bible. Um, it just, it, it, it's just a perfect example of, mm-hmm. you know, how, God designs us, you know, to um, to just be obedient and how our marriage can come into alignment due to that obedience. So just made me think about the the chapter of that book that, that I read that um, was just talking about how Tony's mom uh, came to, to came to have a relationship with the Lord and it all revolved around. Uh, his father's uh, decision to follow Christ, which is pretty pretty awesome. Pretty cool. That's powerful stuff. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, it makes me think about there's not there's not really hardly anything. There's not many things that we can control in this life, but there is a few, and that is our actions and reactions. And if if that's the only thing that I can control, well, dead gum, I better do a better job of it. Right. I hear you. Amen. Uh, the most simple. I'm very simple in remembering things. The simplest example I've ever given to how you seek Jesus or how you seek a relationship with the Lord is think of a triangle. I probably used this before, but you know, God is at the top of that triangle at the peak, and I'm down here in the bottom left corner. And whoever that I'm wanting to follow me, if I'm my eyes are on them, I'm going towards them. I'm not going towards God. But by design. If I hit my knees like Tony did every day, every second that I can, even in my thoughts driving down the road, and I'm seeking him, and I'm going to use kids, for example, uh, I want my identity to be that I was the most God-fearing man that my kids have ever known. That's what I want it to be. So if I'm seeking him and my kids are seeing that, they're going to naturally, most of the time, because they do what they see us do, not what we say, they're going to start following that. So that can be in relationships with our wife. That can be in relationships with our kids. That can be in business relationships. But we have that choice to seek God every day, and that's a beautiful thing that we get to choose to do. Amen. Got go, yeah, I got something real quick. Go I, ahead, go I, ahead, just, Sean. Brandon, you know, it just made me think about um, one time I heard um, – Denzel Washington, somebody was asking him about his success, you know, and, and uh, my he's man, a, he's a he's a God fearing <laughs> man and an unbelievable actor. Anyway, um, he said, uh, you know, what's the best advice, you know, that you can give me? And he said, make sure you put your shoes underneath your bed. Uh, that way, uh, each morning when you get up to put them on, you got to kneel down, hmm. he said, uh, because that's the way you need to start each day seeking the Lord. And uh, and thanking knees. yes, thanking God down on your knees daily 
and uh, and just giving him uh, all the praise and glory and, and just thanking him and, and showing your gratitude uh, to everything he's done in your life. Okay. And uh, he, um, you know, um, that guy's a good man. I think he gives a lot of good advice, and uh, he's one of my favorite actors. Good stuff, for sure. Anybody got anything else? Okay, we're going to close it out with the Bible verse for the day. That's 1 John 3, 1 through 3. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Thanks for joining us today on the Uncomfortable Truth Podcast. We're so glad you're here, and I hope you have a great day. Catch you on the next one. Have a wonderful week, everyone. Yeah.